right, welcome back to another episode of Fast Break Live NBA Podcast. Your boy Samuel here. We got Rico. Rico, say what's up. Yeah, what's good, y'all? We got Frankie. Say what's up. Wow. Off camera. We got our our, our, our guest, our, our friend, Jaleel. Say what's up. Yo, what up to the peoples? What up, what up, what up? From the 212. All right. And make sure y'all subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching it there or subscribe or follow on apple Podcasts or spotify or wherever you listen because we're basically everywhere now uh doesn't hurt to leave us a rating leave a comment and follow us on twitter at fbl nba pod and instagram at fbl underscore nba pod all right let's get into it we got viral we got some nba news um so the nba they're starting to open up their facilities for practice wherever um their states are opening up their they're loosening their stay-at-home orders so we had the Cavs. they went back to practice and kevin love said it felt um it felt a little weird but it was uplifting at the same time to get some shots up and stuff like that so we got that and then we got um i think they discussed on a conference call and um adam silver had a conference call with the nba players talking about um how he still wants the NBA to come back and Orlando and Vegas are being discussed as the two main options for the East and the West. Um, there's no fans when they return, as we all know, with the whole pandemic, there won't be fans for a while actually, but that sucks because 40% of the league revenue comes from the fans. So we're looking at that salary cap in the next two three years, decreasing, expo- not exponentially, but dec- decreasing to a, a certain extent. <laughs> And players who signed those contracts this past year, like those extensions and stuff, those rookie extensions, they are not going to get as much as they want, as they were promised, probably. So yeah. guys like Ben Simmons and Pascal Siakam. It wasn't looking too good for Ben Simmons anywhere. I heard about a trade. <laughs> they about to, bro. He not taking no jump shots, bro. They, he not doing anything. do that. They're considered giving up Joel, too. And, and nah, they trying to build is- around Embiid. They they trying to do either one. They're looking to move one of them. I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't move him. That would be a big mistake. But moving in, if they yeah, if they do, they gotta. I gotta get a back. <laughs> I need a back. I need a, I need first rounds, and I need I need a I need a lottery. I'm weak. But um, going back to the Adam Silver um, conference call, they said NBA teams are getting the okay to test players and a decision should come in like late June to reopen. They said they're not really rushing to make a decision yet because they said they said they said they're looking towards starting the season from now on in December and having like the draft in like August. So it looks like uh-huh. the NBA is going to be wait ne- August next a, year. No, August this year, but oh. they're looking to start the season from now on in December. So they're not looking to really rush coming back. Uh-huh, I, I like to get in on this one. I actually don't like this new NBA format where the basketball starts in December. In December. I just, I feel I, like it throws off the whole balance. And I feel like if the NBA is looking to definitely rival the NFL, I think we need to have a season that coincides with the NFL, but at the same time is unique to its own fault. Like football has, Sunday night football, Monday night football, Thursday night football. Mm-hmm. So that we know throughout the football season, we're getting Sunday night games, Monday night games, Thursday night games. And I feel like that could implement something similar to that, but keep the same calendar 
I think their ratings will go not exponentially, but I, I think they'd increase. Yeah, I think they'd increase. So I don't know. I don't like moving the season to December. I think it it's weird and it throws off the biological clocks of the NBA players that are in the NBA right now. Yeah, I feel like it would it would it would cause a major shift, but at the same time, I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of for it because I mean they were kind of already leaning towards it. A lot of owners said that they didn't like the way the ratings were going at the last couple of years because like it was rival it was rivaling with the NFL and they weren't getting the number that they wanted to. So pushing it to December kind of like doesn't allow you to compete with the NFL's um, ratings at that point. So. <laughs> But it will mess with the players' biological, their their bodies like natural. I know what you mean because they're used to. Yeah, they're just used to the NBA season being constructed in a certain way, mm-hmm. and so that will throw off the preparation for their bodies. But uh, I guess I think they should scrap this season. A lot of people are saying that now, though. Yeah, that's not fair. Shaq and a whole bunch of other guys. To me, well cancel it. To me, if they wanted to like. Regardless, I agree with Shaq. Like, regardless of what happens when when they bring it back, if they bring it back, this year will always have like a certain a certain stigma to it. Like an asterisk. This yeah, this is gonna be the year that oh that whole virus thing. So that chip don't really count. So you might as well just wait till next year when everybody's fully fully <clears throat> healthy. You know, everybody back on back on track. I know I, I get they want to compete with the NFL, but Keep in mind the NFL has way less games than the NBA. They can afford to do those uh, Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night games. There's only 16 games for the season. And another thing so with like, the NFL is um, they they they're they're not on cable. Like you could have local TV and they're on your local really, TV channel. That's the thing NBA, with NBA they games. Do they're way not too much. Like if you really want to watch the games, not everybody has NBA channels unlocked on their mm-hmm. cable for, provider. Right. Not everybody has League Pass. Mm-hmm. And if they do want to rival the NFL, they got to change way more stuff than just the schedule. They got to switch up that whole all-star format. Like, we got to yeah. something that's, like, going to bring viewers, but also be competitive at the same time where I want to watch this every year. Don't change it up every year. Just try trying something. There's no – it's crazy. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. I feel like they they will bring it back before the year is over though. Probably later. It's it's gonna be real weird though, like opening Christmas presents and trying to watch 2019-2020 playoffs. So it's gonna be weird. I, mean, <clears throat> I will say this about the NBA and the NFL. I think another thing that the NFL does is it 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 they provide pro ranking for their own sports. So football has this. Hmm, What's the word I'm looking for? I don't, I, I guess division, if you will. And it's like pro football focus where they analyze stats and they rank players in the NFL. They just came off their hundredth season and they ranked like their hundred best players and things like that. The NBA would never do that. And because the NBA doesn't do stuff like that, I feel like there's a level of memorabilia and just something with the fans that the fans can connect to that they're missing out on. Cause like, NFL commercial during the halftime Super Bowl where they got Jim Brown and all these NFL legends in one place. It's like the NBA doesn't do stuff like that. When was the last time you seen a commercial like that for the NBA? 
the NBA is focused more on like the business side of, um, as of lately. Well, as like as soon as um, Silver came into play, it kind of focused more on the business side of stuff like that. So they didn't focus like on they don't <laughs> they didn't focus on the um, like the fun stuff. So I think that's where that came from. I do give a lot of prop to Adam Silver to to pick up where David Stern left off. Like he has some really big shoes to fill. I ain't mad at what he did so far. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he filled them shoes. He changed changed a lot of stuff. Like wow, and David Stern wasn't all that good of a commissioner either. Let's not act like he was a saint. I mean, I'm not. No, no, no. no, no, He wasn't a saint, but like, what did what did Adam Silver do? Adam Silver came in. Oh, go ahead, Rico. Nah, I mean, like Adam Silver, I feel like. He he did like a decent job of filling what David Stern did. The only thing I feel like he should have did was definitely stop that free agent signing. We all know what free agent signing, but he can't I, do that. He can't I mean, do that. He I can't mean, do that, bro. He can't do that. I'm not even trying to hear that though. I feel the, like the thing I mean, is, I mean, true. Adam Silver is like a is a player's commissioner, as in where David Stern was all about, like like yeah, even though Adam Silver is all about the money as well, but like David Stern just focused on straight like business. And like keeping the NBA going up and up and up, but like and Adam Silver is more of like, do. yeah, that's why he gets so much like props and stuff like that. But Adam Silver, I mean, he's doing a pretty good job of like coming in and taking over for that role and keeping the ball rolling. Like I feel like he's done a, a pretty good job of that. So another thing too, and we just gotta give him time. I mean, David team. Stern, David Stern started in '85 and he had all the way through 2000 and what 14 to to do all that stuff. So we gotta give Adam Silver time. Twenty years. Yeah, that's that's a, that's. A, I mean, Adam Silver's been in here for like what six? We gotta give him some time to see what else he's been in here since. He about to be at the halfway point, and I ain't really seen nothing. I mean, what? I mean, I, I mean, he's actually changing stuff though. Like, this is the first time that we actually seen somebody be like, "Yo, somebody bring them an a, a idea." Like, "Yo, we might have to change this rule, or we might have to change this, that, and the third. Yeah. And he actually changes it or reconsiders it, like the scheduling, like. Even cutting it down from eighty-two to seventy-five games, like David Stern would have never did that. And that's or even fair, consider but I, or consider it either, yeah. But think about it like this: I feel like this has all been sparked by what's also been going on in the NFL greatly. Because if you want to talk about that, I think the NFL just finished their CBA not too long ago, or they're still in that, and they just added. They added a game. They actually they just added a playoff team. They just so um, like, I feel they like just restructured their CBA on. actually. Yeah, they just restructured, it. but they were having a whole conflict with it because the players were not game? the players were not agreeing. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, NFL got seventeen games this season. Yeah, now. they got seventeen games this season. They got seventeen with an extra season. playoff team. I think it's. I think it comes in a, another couple of years or so. I don't nah, think but they've official. been had to change that though. Like it's already one and done in the playoffs. Like you got to yeah, give somebody another chance. It's already one and done. I don't I, know, but I just feel like Adam Silver could he could do more. Uh, I'll give I'll, I'll give him some I'll give him a couple more years to see what else he could do. Um, next news we got is there's possibly going to be a, a draft combine, but it's going to be a virtual combine. Oh, they said yeah, they said they're going to take a poll with um, NBA, I guess, GMs and scouts and stuff like that, and see what players they want to see. And I guess they'll have those players do like drills or stuff like that at their home or like and they'll do interviews over zoom and stuff like that so i feel like that's how it's going to be done and they'll probably send this videos potentially to... change the whole fate of the nba because like we already see people skipping college and going to the g league but that's a conversation for another day this i saw like a um like a demo of it it's basically everything that you do at the draft combine on an app 
without instructions. Yeah. So you they they take your like the the wingspan, your wingspan, the size of your hands, your height, your vertical, all that. Um, I don't know how true it is, like true size, true measurements. I don't know how true it is, but it looked like and just about anybody could do this draft combine if they wanted to. So well, I could there see hasn't been future any, prospects using it too. I, well, there hasn't been any details about this virtual combine, how it's going to work, but I'm probably assuming it's the players take videos of themselves working out at home and stuff like that, yeah. doing the drills, and then they send it to the GMs and the, of the teams. And then they whatever interviews they would usually conduct at the combine, they probably conduct them over Zoom. But it's, it's not going to be as much players. It's probably going to be a smaller pool because of the conditions mm-hmm. that we're under now. Probably only elite prospects. Yeah, it probably is going to be uh, only elite prospects. So, you know, we, you, we know usually when the combine comes, the elite prospects usually skip over the um, – they usually skip over the combine because they know where yeah. they're slated to go based on just interviews mm-hmm. and their, their college season. So, All right, let's get into episode seven, y'all, of The Last Dance. Oh, man. <laughs> so the episode first started off with um it showed um Jordan going against the Nets in the first round of the 98 playoffs and he was pissed because he was like if we even like lose to the Nets like it would be an issue because like any game they'd lose to the Nets he would find an issue with it because he didn't feel like the Nets were worthy of I guess facing them at the time understandable I mean the Nets weren't really popping in 98 they didn't get have never popping Never popping. They were popping in the early 2000s when they went to the finals a couple times. No, they were not. What do my boys do? Get them out of there. Get them out of there. I respect you for kidding them boys. Facts. In the early 2000s. I I give them respect for that. Um, And then it went on to the 93 offseason where we saw, like, the whole um, thing with Jordan's father going missing and then – he talks about how his dad had a huge impact on his life. And he basically was like, his dad was like a friend to him and he would give him advice and he would talk him through everything. And then when the whole thing about him going missing and his eventual death, um, that's when like it started to take a toll on Jordan and Jordan was really considering the retirement option. Um, so they say that some, some people had these theories that Jordan's gambling issues were to blame for his father's death. And that's, that's nonsense though. And then, um, now go, ahead, go, go. What do you? How do you guys feel about those theories? I guess. To be honest, when you in, what's that saying? If you a hero, you gonna live long enough to see yourself become the villain. People were yeah. just talking about Michael Jordan being on top of the world, bro. Like, I see. I uh, know. I know which one he's talking about. What is it? It's like, the quote from Gotham. Yeah, I was from, from, watching, not Gotham, um, but um, Batman. One of the, you either um, die here or live. Long long enough to see to see yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. On the dock, the new um they replayed one of the news stations. The broadcaster was like, uh, nobody has conducted themselves and helped handle this amount of fame like Michael Jordan. And he was right at that time. Like I, I would say from the time he came in to about uh I would say probably ninety-three, probably like ninety-two, ninety-three, like you got to maintain that perfect image, bro. Like, you the best yeah. player in the world, undeniably. Like, you see how LeBron and Zion, they, they smiling every time a camera in their face. You got to save face. You got to do that. Mm-hmm. And he was just tired of that, bro. So it's it's no surprise to me that people try to connect the dots and come up with nothing because people just be looking for a story. Yeah, It's that's the same thing nowadays. They're just looking for a story, but that's horrible timing. Imagine how he must have felt. Your pops yeah, murdered in cold that's blood. Crazy. 
And the, and the thing is, is coming off the the gambling case where he was he was um with the golf hustler, Slim, yeah. and mm-hmm. he, they found a check with his name on it, and then they were like, "Yo, like, what's this check for?" And he was like, "Oh, it's to pay off gambling debts." And then the whole thing about the 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 ninety three playoffs with the Knicks, there was controversy there of like, was Jordan tired from gambling all night with his dad? So they were a lot of people were just trying to connect little dots and try to figure out the story. I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. just a it's just a tragic case of. His father was at the wrong place at the wrong time, and that's just what happened. Me even tell because it's like you know I knew I knew Jordan was his pops, but I didn't know the climate and the way it happened. You know, feel me? Losing your pops is one thing, but to be chilling and just like yo, he turns up missing is like whoa. So that's already one blow you gotta take because when they tell you he's missing, you, you're you're not gonna assume they're dead. You're gonna you know, try to have some go level best, of optimism. Yeah. And then it's like, you got to go from that to actually hearing the news that it's confirmed that he's gone. And then the media is headlining that it's basically tied to your gambling problem. Yeah. So that, that, that was OD. I agree. I feel like Michael Jordan definitely navigated being the best ever, the best. But um, a lot of people talk about the scrutiny LeBron sees too. And I won't lie, LeBron does receive some scrutiny, some bad scrutiny. But I don't think ever, ever, ever would anyone do anything like this. Or blame him for LeBron James. Yeah, nah, I don't think they would ever do anything like that. Not not his fathers. I feel like that's OD. Nah, I feel like they definitely learned from, like, the whole Jordan thing. Because I feel like even when they were saying that, oh, Jordan had, like, a gambling problem, blah, blah, blah. I definitely agree with that one interview uh, Jordan had when he was like, if I had a gambling, like if I had a gambling problem, like I would have been losing money. I would have been like selling around rings, all this other stuff. Yeah. It's just like the media was trying so hard to like demonize Michael Jordan. And then like, so like, I feel like when like LeBron came around, they definitely was like, you know what, we're going to stop doing this. And even with like Katie Kyrie and like how the, like Mm -hmm. the whole like mental, like the whole mental illness problem we've been having recently. I mean, of recent, but I mean, you could probably not make that argument like earlier in his career, but they definitely tried to like limit that. But the scrutiny like LeBron would face is definitely just like him not showing up or like selling yeah. out like on the court versus yeah. his Jordan. It's definitely not like his personal life. Nobody attacks yeah. LeBron for his personal life. If anything, his personal life is like used to elevate his career on the court, which yeah. doesn't correlate, but people try to make it correlate. But yeah. I too. That man is an excellent father, bro. You can't leave yeah. that out. And I mean, also, I feel like with uh, people bring up like LeBron's like uh, ac- like accomplishments off the court, because I feel like when we when we all we knew Jordan for was really sneakers, and Jordan really didn't show us a side of him, but outside of like his sneakers and like those little commercials he had. Like whenever you think of LeBron, you think of like what he's done for like yeah what he yeah what he's done for like Ohio humanitarian yeah humanitarian like he got the school he got all that other stuff so I feel like that's why right. they bring it up, but. And yeah, that was kind of spoke about on like the last two episodes about like Jordan's like activist activism or like non-activism at that point where he made the joke where he was on the bus with his teammates. He was like, Republicans wear sneakers too. So yeah, he was foul for saying that though. He was an ignorant statement to make. Don't get me wrong. But if you're in the uh, privacy of your boys on the bus, you know what goes down yeah. when you're around your boys. Yeah, so, yeah. It's straight jokes. You know what goes down I'm... when you're around your boys. You think you in uh, uh, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, a safe space. Yeah. You say you whatever know. you want. Jones yeah, around. It's camaraderie. Feel me? Yeah. yeah. You're just chopping it up with the guys. 
I feel like reporters looking over their shoulders, writing down the headlines. <laughs> got the notepad in their hand, getting busy. Imagine you wake up and see something that you told your man's on a bus. Like, no. Now that's a fact. That's crazy. That's I feel crazy. like another point that has to be made in all of this is like, all right. So wait, hold on. Give me a second. Matter of fact, keep going. We'll just keep going. <laughs> all right. So he ultimately decides to retire, and um. We saw the press conference for it. I mean, I never seen a press conference for anything that huge, uh, except for like when the big three came together in Miami, where they had that mm-hmm. big like concert thing. But like when he decided to retire, it That's was like still disrespectful to these days. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, not even really crazy. I still think about that, bro. I still they came out dancing. Bro, and they I promised eight championships. Like they meagles, like they were meagles. Yo, they came out like meagles. Yo, like it was a music video. Yo, bro, I actually questioned if they were allowed to do this, bro. That was honestly, that was so I would have unorthodox, bro. It was crazy. It was crazy, bro. It was crazy, bro. LeBron over there doing a Dougie on that. <laughs> <laughs> you just left Cleveland, bro. Come on, people burning your. Yo, he had no <laughs> remorse. He had no remorse for Cleveland, yo. I mean, he came like and won him a chip. He, he did, but at the I time, he had no, that. he had no cares in the world for them, yo. Yo, and they wasn't supposed to I, I win won. that chip either. They was dead supposed not to lose. Three, that. Not four. <laughs> not Eric's supposed to still wondering where those rings at. Eric People Spolster. forget about Eric Spolster, too. He's a good coach. <laughs> He's, He's a still great the, coach, yeah. He still did the coach of Miami for mad long. Yeah. Yo, they, get out of here. Pat Riley cannot fire that man. I'm Pat not Riley here. cannot fire that man. You don't think he's a good How coach? How hard could it be to coach LeBron James, Dwayne Wade? Nah, but we see what he's done. Push those guys, though. But we see what he's done. those guys. Those guys? He what still made Miami a competitive playoff team. And this year, they're like a top contender in the East. No, yeah. this year, they're a competitive playoff team. Last year, they were just a playoff team. I, I think they were competitive. I mean, last time... Hell no. They were winning games, though. Like, even after they left with, like, just D-Wade for a little bit. I mean, think about it. Come on. Think about... Look at what happens what, when LeBron okay. leaves the team. Bro, they had a, squ- they they had a squad of Amari Stoudemire post-Knees, Luol Deng, Joe Johnson post-Brooklyn... And they still, like, almost made it to the conference finals. I think, what was it, 2015 it was? They almost went to the conference finals. Are we really awarding people for almost going to the conference finals? The Knicks almost went to the conference finals, but they lost in the second round. We award people for much less these days. So A lot of of teams and a lot of players. I can't name off the top of the head right now, but I know we award people for much less. All right, here's and, the thing. We knew, we knew the moment LeBron left Miami, they weren't going to see the finals for a pretty long time. To be I mean, but you at, don't have to see the finals. To be where they at, all he's saying is to be where they at right now, it proves that Eric Spolster was doing something right. Because they didn't just fall off the face of the earth. Like, they stayed in the mix. Facts. Yeah. Okay. All right, so a lot of people also speculated for this retirement that this was a secret suspension by David Stern on Michael Jordan for his gambling no um, problems. And they said that, um, oh, David Stern just suspended him for 18 months. But at the time, I think in 94, the NBA was uh, approaching a new, de- a new TV deal. So it wouldn't make sense to suspend your top guy for that whole year, knowing that you're going into a TV contract 
when you know Michael is going to give you all the TV ratings in the world. So I don't think, I don't think that was a suspension by the league on Michael Jordan for what was it, eighteen months? They said mm-hmm. so. If Michael came back that year, his career would have probably been cut short. Like we would have probably never got that last three piece. If he what? If he never retired? If he, if he never retired the first time and came back that year, what was that? Um, that would have been the ninety three and ninety four season. Ninety three, ninety four. If he came back that year, we would have never got that last three peak. There's no way. There's no way you win three chips, bro. Forget it. But let's put physical exhaustion to the side. You're playing eighty two games, oh, mm-hmm. a, a year, right? And then gotta go through four rounds of the playoffs. Back then, first round was I think best of five, Your though. So just got murdered Jeez. in cold blood. Uh-huh. Emotionally, that's gonna mess you up. I don't care who you are, Jordan. Yeah. He, he was looking at Jordan like Superman, bro. And people didn't realize, like, yo, he got a family. He's got kids. He got a mom. Like, he got feelings, too. Right. I think that break was much needed. And that gave, like, playing ba- – even watching that on um, the baseball scene, I didn't realize that towards the end of his baseball career, he was that good. Like, they said he was about to go to the um, the majors, I think. But they had a strike. They said if he kept, if he kept, if he kept um, playing in the minors, he would have made it to the majors eventually. Yeah. But – it's, cra- it's crazy to me. I feel like nobody has, like, a better basketball story than Michael Jordan. I'll be thinking about it. I'll be like, it looks like this story was written by somebody else for real. Like, it's like you, it's like if you were to make, like, the perfect basketball movie. The perfect basketball story. Like, <laughs> damn, I don't, know about stopping play. I don't know about stopping to play baseball is in there, though. Yeah, I don't think, nah, maybe not that part, but, like, taking a break. That was a dream. That was a childhood dream. I couldn't even knock that. I feel like, um... I agree with you. He definitely needed the mental break because I feel like just having to be – because winning a championship obviously takes a different level of a mental mindset because you have to be locked in damn near every game of the season and playoffs and then finals. So, you know, that takes a mental toll on you. And we've definitely seen players, you know, repeat, but we, we haven't really seen many teams as a whole just get to three finals in a row. Yeah. So definitely shout out to the teams who have done it because you know it definitely takes a level of mental resilience. But and you he see didn't need that physical break of just not having to literally run up the court every ball fielder. You just stand there, and if they hit you the ball, you catch it. If they don't hit it yeah. to you, you don't do anything. So you know he could go a game or two in a row just not doing anything. So definitely. Just taking that rest was much needed so that he could readjust his mental focus for basketball. And I'll credit the Bulls' general management. I think even in that two-year break, they were able to get some pieces so that when he came back and they lost (laughs) to Shaq, that they were able to bounce back and then be able to, you know, be more competitive. And obviously they three-peated again. You want to know it's funny, too? Every time I be watching Jordan, I get so jealous because he always gets payback, bro. It's not fair. <laughs> like, when he came when he came back in 94 and he wasn't exactly, like, 100%. Oh, in the 95? Orlando beat him. Yeah. And then Orlando beat him, what, 4-2? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Yo. How, and what are the odds that you see them <laughs> again next year, bro? Yeah, you get to yeah. sweep them. That's so unfair, bro. That's so unfair. 
and then you want to chip off that like come on bro it's it's come perfect it, like everything That's came together unfair, bro like his his story was written by god himself bro all right so then they talk about um after the baseball stuff i mean people say that he was a bum in baseball but i mean considering the <laughs> fact that he stopped playing at the age of 17 and then came back at age 31 and was hitting about he had a batting average of 202 those yeah, of you that know baseball that's a pretty good that's yeah, pretty good for yeah, someone yeah. that took off that much time playing the game and came back Jaleel. that's a pretty good number for someone who took Listen, off Michael 14 Jordan. years Michael Jordan he had, to, he had to retrain his body to play baseball that's it's true a different, I'll give it's a you different that. type of body the man the myth the legend <laughs> Yo, stop talking about him like he Bo Jackson or something. I don't want to <laughs> hear that. Yo, listen. I got a mic poster that I had in my crib since I was a baby, bro. This one deep, bro. I love Mike, bro. I really love Mike, bro. All right, so then they talk about him as a teammate, as he was pushing his teammates to be better. We saw the whole segment of him talking about um, pushing Scott Burrell because he felt like Scott Burrell was a piece that they would need later on. But he said also that... um. That wasn't always the case because some guys he would push too hard and they would end up leaving the team in like a year or so. So, And some of the guys that he pushed, he thought that they had another level to them, but like guys like Scott Burrell, we saw like Scott Burrell is just a basic like ninth man on the bench or whatever. So, <laughs> And they said that his teammates were um, also scared of him, like Judd Bushler and Will Perdue. They were saying like he was a jerk, but they were like scared of him, but they needed to be scared of him because like he wanted them to reach another level that, he knew that they were able to reach and able to help them to win. So there's that. Looking back, looking back, I know he gets a lot of flack, right? Hear me out. But looking back, if Jordan was a loser, for lack of a better word, right? If he was a loser, then maybe I could be like, all right, he was maybe dragging it a little bit. But yeah, I'm with Frankie on this one. I'm, I'm with Frankie all the way. Six <laughs> championships, bro. He must have been doing something right. Something, bro. yo. He <laughs> must have got some formula, <laughs> bro. He left he the game. Scream at you, me all you want. <laughs> he said, you know what? I got to do it again, bro. Three feet again. Come on, bro. Come on. Yeah. Everyone in who wore a Bulls jersey with him, they're going to tell you he was an a-hole. Mm-hmm. But they're not going – they can't – they can't never say. They can't never say. That he ain't coming every day, bro, and give 150%, bro. That's a fact. And he yeah, said that. Well, that's when he started tearing up at the bro. end of the episode. Remember when he was bro, tearing I up? I cried watching that, too. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't tell them, do nothing. He ain't do himself. That's a that's fact. That's what a leader is. That's Facts. what a leader should be. As a competitive yeah, person. That is a competitive Mike, person. I don't got nothing bad to say about Mike. I don't got nothing bad to say about Mike. All right, so then we get to the 93 season where that's the first season without MJ and Scotty as the Scotty as the lead guy. Um they played a more team-oriented ball and they shared the ball more. We saw like they showed like a couple montage clips of them just like passing the ball around the perimeter like everyone was touching the ball at least twice. Mm-hmm. And um he he that season he got MVP of the All-Star game. He was third in MVP voting. He had an all-NBA first-team nomination. He averaged um, 22 points per game, about 8.7 rebounds, 5.6 assists, and 2.9 steals per game. So pretty yes, good Pretty good season, pretty good season as what a number option for Scotty. He was averaging 22 points per game. 20 what? 22 points per game, 8.7 rebounds per game, 5.6 assists per game, and 2.9 steals per game. Yeah. The Bulls should be ashamed of the way they was robbing Scotty. 
Yeah, bro. Scotty should be ashamed it's of himself soap. for signing that. It's so it's at so the rude. time though, his like agent, I guess, was like telling him like the owner was like the owner the owner lied and said, Oh, I t- I tried to tell Scotty not to sign the deal, but we all know the owner just wanted yeah. to get Scotty off his back and he was like, Yo, Scotty, just sign the extension. And then I guess his agent didn't like thoroughly look through it. That's honestly that's on Scotty's agent. People forget Mikey was underpaid yeah. his whole career too. Yeah, that's why the owner was like he just he paid Scott he paid on um, yeah, Michael. He, paid him, he was only making paid him while else. he was um what during the um the baseball season. But in the actuality, I think after the the ninety six the ninety six off season, he got paid I think thirty million for a one year contract. Nah, let me tell you something. You see yeah. that ninety five ninety six team, bro? Mm-hmm. They really they really the best team ever assembled, bro. Of course, like they really they the really argument that like, some people do post to that. Is that the league was going through an expansion and they just added like I think two two new teams at the time, so they were trying to say like the player pool I guess was not as strong as it was in the Yo, previous couple years. Cat. You can't even say that because like the Orlando Magic, after like not even five six years of being an expansion team, went to the NBA Finals with Shaquille O'Neal. So I can't jack that. Nah, they, not 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 Orlando. They I think they were talking about um what ex. Let me look this up real quick. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there were other expansion teams, but like at the same yeah, time, yeah, those expansion teams were like they were um, they were weaker teams at the time. Any, so, I'm of course, because Orlando started off as a weak team, but like at the same time, you cannot sit here and act like you know expansion teams didn't have the potential to be much better well, than they not. were. If they suck, it's because those are sucky organizations to this day. Ah, uh, they added it's the two Canada teams in '95. That's what they so what did. was it? The Vancouver Grizzlies and Toronto, yeah. So two there were two more teams. There were two the more teams. Never to... got it right, and and neither did the Raptors until last Look. year. To yeah. be honest, um, in terms of that ninety five, ninety six team, I when they went to um Steve Kerr, he was like, he saw um when he saw Michael at practice, he was like he was frothing at the mouth, ready to play. And oh like, yeah, that was the whole, in the that was in the, the next episode. Yo, you cannot even knock that team, bro. They had already won. If you see Michael when he was working out after he filmed Space Jam, they had already won that chip for that year, bro. <laughs> they had already won that chip for that year without the season even being started, bro. <laughs> like, and they ran that offense to perfection. I feel like that's low key the best Jordan. You're not gonna get a better Jordan than that. Other than ninety five and ninety six, ninety five, ninety six. And then I'm gonna put ninety two. I'm gonna put ninety two in there. Ninety two Jordan was that ninety two team. A lot of people say they feel like that was the best Chicago team during the run because they feel like some people, some people that actually watched it during the time. I'm saying Jaleel, like Michael Wilbon and other people that lived in Chicago. Jordan though, but I just feel like having Dennis Rodman is much better than having Horace Grant. Horace Grant could score though. He was a scorer and he was a rebounder and he played defense. But I don't feel like there's any kind of scoring to, that Horace excels at so much that Dennis Rodman can't do. Horace was great from mid range in the post. Okay, I'll give him that. I get that. And then when he went that. to Orlando, he averaged twenty and ten. So the midi is definitely ship out Horace Grant. Just give me Tony Kukoc. True. My boy, my boy was shooting from outside the field. And, and speaking of cool coach, they spoke about the time where Scotty was pissed in the playoffs because they ran the Phil, Phil Jackson ran Listen, the play for um. For Scotty and Scotty, um, not for Scotty, for Tony and Scotty was pissed, 
And then but they it worked, the so you can't even argue with the meta, bro. <laughs> I bro, you I... can't argue with it because Phil drew it up, right? He said, yo, he scored on this play before, and they showed him scoring on it at least three times. Mm-hmm. And when he made it, I was like, damn, Phil, you got it. But I can't even get mad at Scotty. Like, if yeah, Scotty felt like he was the you, man at the time. Yeah, if you're going to dub me your number two man and then Jordan dip and I got to pick up the slack and I got to tote the load around here, I got to put on the backpack, bro, say, yo, let's go. I need more respect than that, bro. Put the ball in my hands. When Loki had me weak was when they talked about... I could about, live with a miss, bro. When Loki had me weak is when they talked about um Bill Cartwright in the locker room. He like he was crying and he, and he made crying, a speech. Like, yo, <laughs> I was like, yo, bro, that, relax. Bro. It's not <laughs> that serious. That, bro. Get out of here with that. You, I, we knew they wasn't going to win that. But <laughs> put the ball in my hands, coach. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> Bill Carter is like 7-1, I think. They definitely hated Tony Kukoc for no reason, though. Huh? They definitely, they definitely hated Tony Kukoc for no reason. Bro, but it was because of Jerry Krause. Like, Jerry Krause was uh, running his mouth about um, Tony Kukoc. Too. I ain't even on front. Jerry Krause was like, oh, Tony's the future of the Bulls. Mind you, you have MJ and Scotty winning your three straight chips. And you Yo, saying to this, be honest, wait, this wait, that was Krause, right? Yeah, Krause, yeah, the yeah. GM. He was yo, that sec- yo, I don't. I'm sorry. I just he rubs me the wrong way. I just don't yeah, understand. Like, you could have Michael Jordan and even know what the word rebuild means. Like the yeah. what? How I rebuild? Just think that what? The Bulls that's, didn't that's what realize I, what they had what saying, until man. it was until it was really gone. Like I think they realized what they had at the time, but they took it for granted. Yeah. Like you don't break something like this up, bro. If it's the Warriors, it's a different case. We go, we go rebuild around Steph. You could say something like that, but not when MJ's winning chips, bro. Every time he's going, he's winning, bro. You don't break something. Yes, like that thank up, you. Bro. You don't break something. You don't like break. That up. You don't break that up, bro. You ask him you what he needs bag. to make it work, and you give it to him. If bro, he said he well, needs Phil, get two Phils. <laughs> if he needs a Scotty, get two. Bro, Scotties. I would have paid Phil Jackson like, anything he wanted, bro. Jerry Krause did it. I would have gave it to him. You know what it was with Jerry Krause? He's the one. He's, he wanted he, the respect. It's not even that. He was like, oh, I found Phil Jackson, and now Phil Jackson's getting all this credit and not me for finding him. Don't He's get like, me wrong. I Nothing bet I'll build my own fault. thing without all of y'all when all of y'all are gone, and I'll get the credit I deserve then. Because then people that will say, even Jerry Krause built this team. But I, um, I'm going to take a page out of Max Kellerman book. He oh, said, um, he always say football is the coaches, basketball is the players, and I, I forgot what other sport he used, but like, Baseball? Yeah, management put this together, but at the end of the day, we going out here, we tying up our laces, bro. We getting on the court, bro. You right. supposed to put me in a position to be successful, and then I'm supposed to get us to the finish line. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Whatever I need, I come to you. You give it to me. You make it happen. That's it. Other than that, if we lose, then you could tell me something. But nah, come on, bro. Come on, bro. You don't break right. that up. Nice. MJ could have had about twelve in him, bro. Twelve of them, thanks. Nah, I'm with I'm with Frank. It's how can you make the argument that he was gonna lose if he wasn't true. losing? True, because I mean, eh, you actually I I agree because then Phil doesn't leave for the Lakers. The Lakers probably never get going as the way they're supposed to get going. And who knows? I mean, probably Kobe don't have as much chance, but we never know. That's what I'm saying. He might not even be a Laker no more. They might not even decide to go get him from Charlotte. Charlotte might keep him. No, I think they already made that. He was already there because remember he was. Um, oh. He was what you call it. Remember they faced each other in the 98 um, All-Star game? So he was already there before no. Phil even. 
before even Phil got there, because Phil left after the '98 season, joined in '99. Yeah, he didn't go there the very next season. Nah. Where did he go first? He, I don't know. That's kind of a gray area for me. Yeah, I know. He, I know. Coach mm-hmm. he, Phil was the coach from '98, from the '99 2000 season, mm-hmm. all the way to the 2000, I think, 12 season. I think mm-hmm. so. But um. Then we then we have that montage at the end where Michael's talking about like people calling. I think this is the part where he was talking about how um, he thought people were going to perceive him as a bad guy after they saw this because he was like, "Oh, people could call me a tyrant, but that's because you never want anything." He said, "If you ask my teammates, the one thing about Michael Jordan was he never asked to, asked me to do something that he didn't do himself and stuff like that." So basically, he was talking. I think this is the part where he was going into. Um, um where he was like um because remember before the documentary come out he said um that people are gonna hate me for this hate mm-hmm. me hate me for this documentary but mm-hmm. i don't think people are gonna hate him i think people just get gain more of an understanding of why he did th- things the way he did to be honest from being a basketball player and a lover of basketball i don't want michael jordan to be a nice person yeah. i know what happens in locker rooms Mm-hmm. Nobody is truly a nice person 100% of the time. LeBron is not in there talking about, yeah, let's do this, guys. It, not saying that he never does it, but LeBron is in there cursing <laughs> people out, bro. Perfect. LeBron, in there, LeBron's in there telling he's getting traded next game if he's not doing right, bro. <laughs> Nobody going to say that. It's LeBron. You got to keep face. But yeah. he, he, as long as you're a good leader, and he made that clear. He didn't do nothing. He didn't tell him to do. It's one thing to be like, "Yo, do this, that." Like, nah, you just body around. But nah, he went out there. And he worked, bro. He deserves every right to say everything he said to his teammates. You try to get him to a different level, and sometimes it worked. Sometimes it didn't. You gotta live with that. All right. So then, episode eight starts to talk about um, when Michael starts. Um, how Michael gets motivated for certain games or a series or whatever it may be he just needed something to get him motivated so it talks about how um in the 98 playoffs after they beat after they beat the nets they faced the hornets and bj armstrong is on the hornets and he used to play for the bulls and he had like he had like a great game game against them in game two and after he hit the dagger he kind of like screamed and stared down at the bulls bench and then he 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 in the interview was like in hindsight he he knew that he shouldn't have done that because he knew that that would be something that motivates Mike to um yeah to go kill mode next the next couple you games. You see that boy in the locker room swinging that bat? <laughs> yeah, he looked like he wanted to murder someone. He was moving like Negan. He was moving like Negan from The nah. Walking Dead. Nah, I ain't worried. I ain't worried. I ain't worried. you up. I be talking from behind. Yo, Mike is on and he said that he felt like he should have dominated BJ. And then he went after him for the rest of the series. Like, we saw, like, he had him on clamps. And, like, I mean, BJ Armstrong is not someone that's going to go out and drop, like, two 25. Two for seven that night. <laughs> it was two for seven. Ice cold. My favorite part of this episode had to be the LeBradford Smith story. Where um, a guy, the rookie from, the, um, the rookie nah. from Washington. Yeah. Where, um, what you call it? The rookie had like 37 against him and Mike Mike struggled, but the Bulls still won, I think. Mm. And um, he says that LeBradford Smith went up to him after the game and was like, good game, Mike. And then from there, he was like, the next game we play against them, I'm going to drop 
the same amount of points he dropped on and me. And it just so the happened that they half. had a back-to-back. You see how unfair that is? <laughs> and then Mike had 36 in the first half against him. And he was like, like, off like, on him. Like, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Who was, who was up there writing this story, and bro? Then, and, then, <laughs> and then Mike says after, like, was it, was it true about LeBradford Smith saying good game to you? And he was like, nah, I made it up. Totally fabricated. Listen. Say what you want about Michael Jordan. You got to respect that man. Bro. Someone said he's a sociopath that just happened to be good at basketball. That's probably Maybe. the correct word to use. That's Maybe. probably the correct word to use. But I feel like what what more could you want from a professional athlete than is itching to win? Like, yeah. Facts. Like, it doesn't get any better. A lot that's, of why, like that. that's why I like Tom Brady. That's why I like Tom Brady. I like him as a person. Maybe not that's as a quarterback. That's why I respect Tom Brady. Yes, because he he gets on that field and he's like, "Yo, he I'm ready to turn out." He's a, he's a, nah, he, don't <laughs> nah, don't do that, don't do that. Tom Brady will win it too. Nah, he Tom is. Tom Brady will win it too. I just got that. the grog. Remember when he tore his ACL last season after? Yo, oh yeah, he came. Nah, he came back. Remember that? Remember the comeback? He came back when that was bro. Don't get me wrong. He was and. He ain't even have a lot of good receivers. He be making anybody catch that rock, bro. Wait, I'm nice. sorry. I gotta go back to Adam Silver, bro. I can't let him. I can't let up on him. I can't. Yo, we are like in a whole other subject right now. What <laughs> happened with Adam Silver? I just don't like what he like. Like, what is he actually doing? Like, I don't like. How are we in a more like player? Just look at it now. This is like more. the player. And how are the ratings going down though? This is the player empowerment. Yeah, that's just that's a shift. That's just a shift. The NBA is about it. In the next five to ten years, the NBA is going to look completely different. It's going to be way easier to get in. It's, the game is going to change. The players, what they look like is going to change. Right now, we're moving from positionless to younger players getting in to more players getting in. They, they soon have to add more teams. Probably definitely should add more teams. They they, how many I've more heard teams? Things, I've heard things. They've got to add at least four. They got to add at least four. Oh, I've heard just four. two. I've I've just heard about uh, two. That's just my personal opinion. Oh, I your think personal they should opinion. Nah, but I, from what I've heard, certain cities deserve a basketball team. Seattle. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Seattle needs yeah. one. Seattle's being Seattle looked into left. though. Seattle's being looked into for an NBA team again. I think. Listen, like you can, bro. Take away them teams, like. In the middle of nowhere, bro. <laughs> I don't think and put them some, put them someplace with a nice vote. I heard um, Shaq was saying Shaq was saying something about um a team being moved to Vegas. So one of our current I, teams I believe that to Vegas. I believe that, but I wouldn't want to play for that team. I feel like they're gonna be they're gonna be trash just naturally. I'm not. Oh yeah, lie. of course. I think the natural order of like an expansion team is just to be trash off rip because. You know, they can give me players. a 10 day out pull up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we in the episode, they go back to 95 season, and BJ starts inviting Mike to the um, Bulls practices. And mm-hmm. um, it starts becoming a trend, and everybody's like, oh, snap, is Mike coming back? Is Mike coming back? Because the whole baseball season was like, they were having an issue with the baseball season, and Mike was like, I'm not going to play during this time because like we had all this other time to play and there was a whole com- um, situation with the baseball season. So he ultimately decides to come back and he felt, and I've heard from other um, 
interviews that he said that he felt like he could steal a championship when he came back because he felt like the league was weak. So in 95, he thought that the league was weak enough for him to just come in and steal it. But as we saw, um, when he came back, the Bulls were actually struggling. They were like barely above 500. And people people get that wrong in history because people are always like the conversation when it's like when it's Mike versus LeBron, it's always like, oh, Mike left the team and they were a 55 win team. But that was only for one season. The next year they were like barely 500 because they lost a lot of the key pieces that were on the team previously. So especially Horace Grant that goes back to Horace Grant, Jaleel. I ain't even mad at the Horace Grant move. Horace Grant was kind of a Jerry a Krause didn't want, didn't want to keep him though. Jerry Krause cut ties with him, and he was, Horace kinda, was like, "I bet I'm getting my back soft. in Orlando." I got a I got like a really soft vibe from him. Like even just watching him talk about that whole um, Sam Smith thing with the book, I was like, "He probably did this." Nah, it's yeah. Phil. Nah, it's Phil. <laughs> That's not fair. Phil. Why not gotta be Phil? Would, Phil's written many books about inside locker rooms. Oh, nah. Don't get me wrong. He couldn't. So, he couldn't have been the only one spilling information. But oh no! But I think Phil was talking. the main one. Phil's Phil's been credited on many books talking about inside many teams' locker rooms. So, I just think it's Phil. Phil, based on I his, think we his, just got to accept the fact that Phil is a snake. Still respect him, though. <laughs> yeah, one hell of a coach, but soft. You <laughs> mean like one hell yeah. of a nigga has three three peats. <laughs> No, that's wait. a fact. That's crazy. Yo, he's really yo, Rico, goated, yo Rico, that's just he's really one goated, that hell of a... <laughs> <laughs> Don't... And you know what's crazy? He dead one one for the Knicks. Yeah, in 73. He won two. He in won the, both of them. In 70 and 73, I think it was. Or 71 and 73. It's either 71 or 73 or 77. Yeah. It was in the 70s. But anyway, Mike has the double nickel game at MSG. Of course, because you know everybody. Everybody loves. goes over at the garden. Yeah, everybody goes oh. off at the garden. Now, nah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now nah, we gotta talk about it though. I feel like the culture with the MSG, bro. Everybody just comes and has their career. It high, goes bro. not, bro. And everybody it loves saying. Not, and everybody bro. loves saying, "Oh, I love playing in the garden," but never want to pull up and wear orange and blue. Like, what's up with that? Because <laughs> I'm telling you, Samuel, what have I been saying about the Knicks? <laughs> it's the whole front office. Everybody from the owner to the coach needs bro, to get but I've, up. Like, bro, I've heard from, like, many agents, James Dolan is not the problem. Like, he, like people have no problem with James Dolan. It's whoever he hires to be in the front office that stinks. That's his fault. Well, he's not a good basketball person, so why they <laughs> ask him to hire basketball? You, you, you got the only way to solve this. You got to blow up the whole Knicks operation, fire everybody from the head to the toe. Start That's fresh. what I'm saying. Fire everybody from owner to coach. I feel like this then, time he, once he we got it right. Coach, get rid of the whole yeah, then, then we need then we need a coach who's who got a winning mentality. I don't need no big name brand coach. I just need a coach David who know how Fizzdale, to win. Mr. Pita, Mr. Potato. I need somebody that know how to nah, win. David Fizdale's David Fizdale's whole whole I, resume. I, I'm not even is, mad I'm at Thibodeau, cool. but it looked like Thibodeau going to Brooklyn. Nah, bro. I'm let the middle go to Brooklyn, bro. That man, he he, he runs like, players into the ground. Yeah, like he plays them like forty five minutes Calipari. a night. Yeah, like Tom Thib- Tom Thibodeau runs players forty five minutes a night. That's why Jimmy <laughs> Butler tore his meniscus in Minnesota. And Derrick oh, Rose tore his ACL. ACL. And Derrick Rose tore his ACL. <laughs> ACL. He was playing in the playing. final minute of a game, bro. Where they were up exactly. by like thirteen. Why is he in the game? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's the reason we we don't see so wait, a none of that, none right that, now. None of that. Uh, you know what? All right. Nah, nah, nah. Speak your mind. Speak your mind. Say what you want to say. Nah, 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 nah. Say what you want to say. <laughs> nah. Because I'm going to be the demon on 
So none of the owners falls on D Rose. Like none of this is his fault. Nah, the only fault I give D Rose is for that hard for thing, a hop step, bro. hop step that he performed <laughs> going into that lane. Like, why are you doing this powerful a move, bro? It's, <laughs> it's like stopping. a minute left in it. It's like a minute left. <laughs> stopping into the paint. Yo, bro. Yo. <laughs> when Derrick Rose went down, oh, oh my yo. god. <laughs> You shouldn't be laughing at this, bro. I said, bro, bro, are you serious? Yeah, we should be. Sit down on the bench, sip your little Gatorade, and prepare for the next game. That's all you have to do. You shattered that man, me. You shattered that man, me. Yo, yo, Frankie is a good, yo. I'm praying for Kyrie. I'm praying for KD. If that man go over there, oh my God. First of all, I don't even oh, like Kyrie man. on the Nets, but that's neither here nor there. It's, it's something that I gotta get. It's something it's I gotta get used to seeing. It's a conversation for another day. All right, so fast forward to the second round of the '95 playoffs, and that's where MJ is starting to look a little rusty. Where um, he got the ball stolen from him at the end of Game One, and then in the last possession, he threw the ball away when he was trying to throw the ball to Scotty, and. Yeah, that was so un MJ like, bro. Yeah, it looked, I turned, it looked I turned weird away from the like that. <laughs> I turned away from the screen when I saw it. It was so cringe to watch. Nah, he had, that the, was low he key had the shot too. He did, but Scotty was low key open too. Was, I thought about cutting. it. I thought about it. It was a good pass. If Scotty caught it, we would have been seeing a different. If Scotty ain't cut. Because Scotty looked like he was trying to cut, and then MJ didn't peep it. So, yeah. If Scotty it it, it to definitely cut, looked like a miscommunication, but. Even it, it wasn't the right play, but it wasn't the worst play. I mean, and you win some, you lose some. Facts, but the next game, he dropped 38 in a win. So. Right. But at, at the end of the series, when they lost in six, a lot of people were saying this, this excuse of Mike was not in game shape. I mean, to, to their point, he wasn't, but at the same time, he still averaged like 31, 8, and 7. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what is really game shape at that point? So... I mean, they were going up against a Shaquille O'Neal, and I don't care what nobody Shaquille, says. Shaquille, Penny, one hell of a nigga to stop. Horace, Horace too, and they didn't have they I mean, didn't have anybody. They didn't have Dennis yeah. Rodman at the time. They were running Horace. Tony Kukoc and Bill Wennington, and yeah, as long Nick as you Rado. have any, Tony Kukoc also gave me a Shaquille soft O'Neal, it's not gonna work. No, I mean, Tony I mean, Kukoc is definitely soft. I mean, all the Europeans get that stigma though, so I mean. I mean, yeah, but I mean, he's guarding Shaq. You have Tony Kukoc on Shaquille. Nah, they probably had. Bro. I think they had Tony on um Horace, and they were playing like Bill Wennington and. Oh yeah, that and made Will it Purdue at um. They, so they Shaq. just put Shaq on the block and they just lobbing it up. Basically, why not? <laughs> why let me see not? how much Shaq. Let me see how much Shaq averaged that series because I know he he low key probably went off. Nah, he did because I remember. I think it was in another doc. They was talking about how when Mike took that year off, like. A couple of new names started to see who was going to take the crown of the king in yeah. the NBA, and, and they had Shaq up there, like a young Shaq. But mm-hmm. Mike came and back and stopped Shaq that doing real quick. Too. Stopped that real quick. He stopped that. Ace. Shaq was Shaq averaging was 24, enough. 13, four assists, one steal, two blocks. Who, Shaq? Yeah. Damn. I mean, and that's low like for what, Shaq. That's like, what, his sophomore year, rookie year? Nah, he came in in 92, so this was 95, so this was like his Oh, so he's like three third, years in. Third, fourth year or so. Jack is 92? Yeah, he was drafted in 92. 
Damn, that's even early. Yeah. Um, Horace Grant averaged eighteen eleven and one block in that series. So if you if you if you put Michael on that team, though, that's a chip. Of course, because they had Penny averaging eighteen and seven yeah, and a half assists. If, as long as both steals. your big man averaging over double digit rebounds, bro, you're gooch. Nick Anderson averaged fifteen. I mean, they whole starting lineup basically. They whole starting lineup averaged double figures. Nick Anderson. We, we gotta off. do it. We gotta do a deep dive into that team one day. Oh, the Magic. Yeah. Yeah. Magic. That was a, there's, a doc, there's a documentary they, on that because they could have really they could have really started their own little thing and had it going and then Shaq up and left them. Well, As I think should. it was issues he had with Penny, but that's a whole conversation for another day. Yeah. So Penny got me, it bad though, bro. I can't even front. And then we live with that. They got the Space Jam runs. I wish there was more footage of the Space Jam runs. I wish I could have played in those Space Jam runs because Not it me. looked like all the top, Here, top, what top are you and all the young top talent. You gotta, you gotta know. You gotta know. It's so much talent in the one room, and it's not even an All Star game. Like you're gonna nice. get, you're gonna, you're gonna be playing real basketball, not no I. Yeah, the fans watching. Let me, let me give this guy a dunk because he's just going up there. Nah, we playing ball now. Yeah. The boys, the boys is out here. We playing ball. <laughs> yeah, that's walking. You're bugging. Nah, like, bro. What? If Six you, foot seven grown it men tossing. Like, there's no, the there's no reason it where I'm going to scrimmage and Patrick Ewing is. In the paint, like that's okay. Nah, but that that would have made your game better, though. Regardless, of course, it would have made my game better. But I'm just saying, as at what cost? As a five nine African American male, it's not what I'm looking forward to. Height. <laughs> I got a little bit of height. I would have just had to put on some muscle because them elbows, them boys are thrown <laughs> will wind you. And it was playing like shirts and skins and all that. Right, all these sweaty men. Nah, to be honest, though, bold, they had though. Ja- they had Jawan Howard out there, so I definitely could have been playing. Jawan Howard was like low key nice because he was coming off those Michigan games. He was coming off those exactly. He looks like a dark skin. It's like he looks like a dark skin Mr. Bean with a mustache, bro. I'm not hearing it. Nah, don't even do that. Don't even do that. Don't even do that. (laughs) Not jacking, bro. Fab Five got did dirty too. They ain't, they ain't seen no money from them runs, bro. No money from them runs, bro. (laughs) I mean, neither did Tim Tebow. It happened. I mean, you gotta eat that, bro. <laughs> you just gotta go to the G League now, bro. That's what it is. That's what's happening, though. They give they giving out the bag. Yeah, they are giving a little bag. Like that's enough money to at least you gonna give me you gonna give me half a little a something million? of moms. Feel me? Get half your moms a, out the hood. Half a million, one hundred and twenty-five on the education. I think what you call it depends on the player, though. I don't think every person. Got yeah, you gotta be a you gotta be elite. Amount. You gotta be elite. Jalen Green got the the biggest package, I think. Pause, but and you know it's crazy because he's not even ranked number one. He isn't. Who's ranked number like, one? But I think number one is. Um, I saw the list the other day, but I, think I forgot. I think it's Cade, Cade Cunningham. Uh, they they did like a whole. Um, they yeah, ranked think, every high school player, and I, I think, think Jalen Green was number two. I think Cade Cunningham is number one. I think. Yeah. Uh, Why right, wait? Can Lamelo go to the G League? Lamelo's going to the draft this year. No, but like, is he eligible for the G League? I mean, I mean, yeah, but he's like yeah. too nice for the G League at this point because I feel like he's once like, you're over eighteen, like, you're eligible. He's, like, he's top five rated for this year's draft. Mm-hmm. I want to get into some draft stuff after this last dance thing, though. But yeah, I just wish the the teams were different for the lottery, though. Yeah, I feel like it's been the same couple teams for the last. If the, years. if the if the Cavs though, if the Cavs play it smart, they could have a really good team by the 
by next year, this time. I just don't want that's them drafting another guard. Exactly. Yeah, that's not. It's not gonna happen. It's, nah, they well, definitely they won't get a big man either. They're gonna they're gonna work on Sexton and um, what's his kid name? Kevin Porter. Garland. Or they no, have yeah, Garland, Garland, they have Darius Kevin Garland, Porter. Yeah. Like, do you really need another guard? They not get. They not getting another guard. They're they trying can't. to go after. Imagine they draft Anthony Edwards. I don't even, like, I don't bro, even that's think so they redundant. Want right now. <laughs> that's so redundant. And you know what's crazy? Drummond wasn't even a bad pickup. I don't know why they... It wasn't, but he don't want to play there. He wasn't, but, like, at the same time, it's, like, that's a pickup you pick up when you, like, contending or, like, you on the... Yeah, yeah you have to. Like, he's... Bro, he snags, bro. That's I don't care. He snags, like... But he stinks on He might guys. not be an offensive threat, but he snags. He could put back... He could, he could, he could make some putbacks and throw down some lobs. He's not trash. And I put him and Hassan in the same class. That's mm, not good. Hassan Whiteside's a little bit better than him. When healthy. When healthy. He's a better and not to, not to mention Hassan had Damien this year. True. He wasn't doing all that rah-rah in Miami. He wasn't playing bad in Miami. He was playing he bad. Wasn't, he wasn't. They, they but then again, the I think because he, he was beating with management. Because he started playing like, I, I got my bag. I don't want to play anymore. A <laughs> little bit. A little bit. Like... Yeah, he's living in my he living in Miami right exactly. by the beach. He ain't gonna do it now. All right, but yeah, Rick Ross over there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, going back to the Space Jam runs, it's funny how Jordan used this as an opportunity to scout the talent as he was like getting himself back into shape. You like, got he was, like, he was like, "Oh, Reggie Miller does this. Chris Miller does this. Like, oh, I'm gonna know how to be able to stop this." And like, I don't really like Reggie Miller as a basketball player. Why not? You talk too much, and you don't got no rings to show for it. Sit down. I mean, he ran into MJ and Kobe, so... He ran into a See, lot of people and ain't do nothing. I hate when people say that. Like, you know, don't, <laughs> don't go... Crudo. You ran into Larry. You ran into the bad boys. I mean, we ain't say nothing. And you see what the bad the boys did to that man. He ran into the Warriors. Feel me? We don't... Feel me? The, at the end of the day, if you're... Gonna be that guy in NBA history. You have Reggie to, Miller was um, not like like elite of the elite though. So like that's you true. Can't expect but I feel that like from him. at the end of the day, to be one of those all time greats, you have to you have to overcome whoever is in front of you. And yeah, you got it, to. It, 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 just, it, it just is what it is. I mean, so we was we, said, we said the guy. same thing. We said the same thing with Barkley. We said the same thing with AI. Even though I hate it, AI is my favorite player ever. We say the same thing with a, that that whole '90s era. If you don't have a chip, people automatically list you as a second tier player. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we have to. My boy Ewing, he baited. Get out of here! He baited. Get out of here! He baited. And he, Ewing was such a good player too. He's a bro. thank you. I feel like I feel like like him and Mike formed bro. a relationship, like during that dream team thing. And then after yeah, that, don't kill me for that. He, he probably thought, yo, Mike is my guy. That's my man. Nah, bro, that's bro. his I'm man since college, bro. He's like... coming to kill you. <laughs> He's coming to kill you. Ewing was a little too friendly. I'll give him then that. Then he going to call you a hoe after it. <laughs> oh, he called somebody a hoe in that documentary. Bro, he was really college, talking. Bro. He was he calling was Scott Barilla. He was calling Scott Barilla. free throw I was weak. He's really talking that rara. Jordan gave it up. Um, I definitely like how Phil Jackson would coach Michael Jordan. Like, I, I remember at a point, Michael Jackson was talking about one of the practices where... Michael Jackson? I mean, Michael Jackson. Michael Jordan, <laughs> when him and Steve Kerr was getting into it. And he was like how 
Phil Jackson was calling petty fouls against him just to get under his skin. And yeah, that's I know what as happened a basketball with the player, fight. I know as a basketball player, like my coach would do stuff like that just to kind of mm. slant the odds for a given team to make another team feel like, you know, they're being slided against. And even though that they're being slided, you have to overcome, even if the ref is calling every foul against you, every True foul word. against him. And they're giving you no calls at all. Like, I remember my coach at a point, he would just be like, you know what? One team, I'm not calling fouls for you. And I'm calling everything on you. So work through it. So I definitely like Phil Jackson's coaching methods. It was definitely nice to get an inside look in how he was for running real. some of his practices and definitely some of the tactics he used to motivate guys. But um, when Steve Kerr was like, he hit him. And then Jordan rocked him. I mean, that that, that was mad funny because Steve Kerr was like, yo, he was coming at me, so I just hit him in his chest. And then Jordan was like, I'll rock this You got to know your personnel, though. Like, if Jordan's ringing off like that every day, he probably not doing that for no reason. He talking like he got hands, bro. I mean, (laughs) as a grown man, because my whole thing is like, this is the NBA. This isn't college where you're you're adult-ish or this isn't high school where you're a teenager. This is a grown man. I don't care what nobody says. True, true. You're not talking to me like that. Like that whole Horace Grant no eating thing. If I was Horace (laughs) Grant, I was packing him up on that airplane. They was going to have to pull me up off him because there's no way. No rice, no ribs, no champagne. It's telling me I'm not eating. Me? Yeah, I Boom, I'm shooting you. You crazy? (laughs) Yeah, the Horace Grant thing is hilarious. That's OD. Like, that's OD. That's hilarious. You're 27, and a 27-year-old man is like, nah, you're not eating. <laughs> yeah, but, you this, but, this, but this just goes to show you how good of a player he is because in, yeah. in, in the NBA, you're, the way people treat you is a reflection of how good you are. You yeah. feel me? People, ne- people, there's certain things people won't say or do to LeBron that they would probably say to a, I don't know, a rookie coming in. Another nigga. Just some, any average joke. But, like, you got to look at them like dogs. Phil Jackson, he owns a bunch of dogs. Michael's the pit bull. And you got to, you got to, you got to hold him by the collar a little bit. But when it's game night, you got to let him go. You got to let him go, you feel me? That's a good analogy. You got to know. You got to know. Like, that. when they were showing, um, my favorite part of this series is what Josh said, like, getting an inside look to how Phil was coaching the team. Because we see what happens, like, on the court. On the court. And you yeah. see during that timeout, like, you see people talking, but you never hear what they're talking about. Even when he was right. sitting down with Scotty and Robin, he was like, yo, once I set this pick, you got to go behind me. You got to feel him up. I'm like, all right. All right. I know what they're talking about. This is the conversation they was having. All right. So it ain't no fake. It ain't no fake on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he know how to win. I give him that. Yeah. He know how to win. That Dennis Rodman two-day vacation was a genius idea. Yeah, yeah. Nobody he knows his guys. I wouldn't have gave him that. I wouldn't have gave guys. him that either. I wouldn't have gave him that. He know how to win. And I feel like they built, like, such a, a rapport between each other. Like, they became mm-hmm. family. Like, yeah. all right, we only as strong as our weakest link. Wherever you fall off, I got you. And that's why, that to me, that 95, 96 team, when they mm-hmm. first got together, I was yeah. watching them plays where I was like, yo, like, they know where each other going to be before they even get there. Right. The fluidity they was playing with, it reminded yeah. me of Golden State a little bit. I, I was like, just about to bring up 2017 Golden State. Like, yeah, it just had a, a, different, a different look to it. Like, Jordan was jumping. It looked like he was jumping higher. I'm like, yo, 
How does yeah. he stay in the air that long? Like, how was he getting that shot off? Like, you know how much strength yeah. you have to have in your core alone yeah, to stay in the air that long? That long. And then you still got to get the shot yeah. over the rim. He, he different, bro. He different, bro. But, yeah, um... Speaking of the 72 win season, the, the Steve Kerr fight actually occurred like in that preseason mm-hmm. that it that of that 72 win season. And basically Jordan was like he didn't like how the guys that were coming in, like Steven, like Luke Longley and all the new guys that they just added, he didn't like how they were acting like they had won those championships when they weren't there. So he felt like he had to like toughen them. For like teams like New York, right a passage. Yeah, and he had to toughen them for like teams like New York That's and really whoever else is, they were gonna face in the playoffs. But that toughness, and more importantly, um, Orlando, because you know he wanted his revenge on Orlando. So they go through that seventy-two win season. They dominate the league. Teams are talking about them as like um media is talking about them as like the best team ever. Um, they they run through the playoffs. They sweep Miami first round. They beat the Knicks in five, and then they sweep Orlando. As Jordan gets his revenge, and here comes the '96 Finals, as we saw. Um, Who's that against? That was Charles Barkley. Sonics. They could have swept them boys. They could have swept them. Yeah, and I want to talk about that because um, <laughs> George Carl he saw Jordan in a restaurant before the series, <laughs> and Jordan was like, "George Carl didn't say hi to me." I said hi to him. I was I was trying to like say hi to him, and he didn't say hi to me. And he was like, oh, "Okay, all right." And he basically used that as his motivation for the rest of the series. And they came out and they won the first three games. And everybody was like, will the Bulls sweep? Will the Bulls sweep? And Gary Payton was like, I'm defensive player of the year. Why don't you just put me on on Jordan? Because I'll give him problems or whatever. So Gary Payton guarded him mm-hmm. for um, games four and five. And they ended up winning those games. They ran mm-hmm. a little box and won. They basically, caught him on guard. I mean, basically, but I saw the stats of him for the first three games of that series. I think it was about he was averaging like 31 for like those first three games. But then for like the last three, when Gary, Gary started um, guarding him, his numbers, his numbers dipped to like 20, 24 points per game. When and that's a bad game. Him. And that's a bad game. Yeah. Well, compared to what he was doing before Gary started guarding him. Yeah. So it's not even that. I mean, well, they won. So you also got to consider the outcome. Because, you know, you don't play the game for stats. You play the game for the dub. So, Facts. even if you hold Jordan to 24, you're lost. So, that didn't do you no good. Facts, but, but they um, did win games four and five. And we also that clip of MJ laughing at Gary, basically explaining. Yo, <laughs> weak, <laughs> he, was like, he was like, you got to keep bagging him. You got to keep hitting him. You got to keep bagging him. You gotta keep yo, maybe him. Jordan lost those two games on purpose so he could win on Father's Day. Maybe. Maybe. Wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. That sounds very Jordan egotistical. He sounds like the type. Like, because when he was even he, going back to that video. They would give him that like, extra that motivation. Yeah, he was like, he wasn't yeah. worried. He, was, he got hit. He had other things on his mind. And right. then as soon as he said that, they cut. They was like, yeah, Father's Day. I was like, all right. All right. Wait, was that the – that was the series he only bought one suit? And he was like, yo, you feel me you only need one suit? No, that was the Phoenix series. That was the Phoenix series in '93. Yeah, he was like, "I'm bringing one suit. We're not, we're not, we're not staying." Even that in game. itself is so gangster to me. <laughs> yeah, it's like teams try to do that now, though. Like, um, recently, I think it was the. You can't do that now. You got to. No, be I think a it, was the, it was the. It was the. It was the No, it was the Celtics or the Wizards that said we're wearing black because it's a funeral. 
and they ended oh, up. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh okay, I was. I think it was. Right. I forgot it was the Celtics or the. I don't know. Let's not forget when LeBron bought the whole Cavs team Tom Brown suits, and they lost every single game. They wore those two. <laughs> Lord. Dude, like, what a teammate. teammate! What a teammate! Nah. What a teammate! Because one of them yo. suits cost bread, and LeBron had the cut off shorts, so I know he got them altered. That's extra breach. Breaky, Imagine you, 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 you 14th man on the roster. You 14th man, and you wake up for game day, and this man got a suit for you. You can't afford. Mind you, you know you're not playing. You know you're not playing. You know you're not playing. It don't matter. That's a teammate. That's a I was wearing teammate. that suit everywhere. Funerals, graduations, <laughs> birthdays. I was never taking that off, bro. Yeah, Tom bro, Brown bought me suit. this. Bro, bought me <laughs> off this. Nigga, bro, off bro, the strength. Off the strength. <laughs> Um, but Frankie made a point about how Jordan was a dog, mm-hmm. and I feel like that element of of dogness is something that we're losing in the NBA. And I feel yeah, like very, obviously very it wasn't it, it wasn't just Jordan. You know, it was Magic, it was mm-hmm. Larry, it was Shaq, it was Kobe, and I, I feel like the reason like it was AI well. doesn't every have success, co- every couple of years you get that guy. I feel you do. You you kind of do, but I, I feel like, like now nowadays, it's Jimmy Butler. Guys are becoming a lot. I got a hot no. take, but y'all may not like it. Hell no! I'm Frankie, gonna go. I'm gonna go with Russell Westbrook. No, I, Russell yeah. Westbrook actually has it. He doesn't yeah. have the skill. And that's set why to he's be one of my guy. favorite players. <laughs> nah, he just nah, have he, the skill set. I to think be that I guy. think he actually has the the skill set. It's just. So I ain't figure Westbrook bro, out yet. That's the thing. Just doesn't have a no. jump shot, bro. If he get, if he That's makes it. more jump shots, bro, because he would be unguardable. <laughs> if jump shot and IQ, it's like a combination of too. both. He really this needs to season, work on his attitude. If you put yeah. Russell Westbrook on the right team, he will win you countless championships because this is one of his best seasons ever. You yeah. just got to pair him with the – I like the pairing with him and Harden. To I feel me, like it's the offense they run off, with the spacing. Yeah, you just need a big to drop in the middle of that floor. Just but they don't rebound, like to run bigs. Outlet and guard multiple positions. That's it. They, I heard they're they trying to get Gobert and they're trying to get Drummond. Oh, no. But that they could have kept Clint Capella. Nah, yeah, but Clint, Clint, Capella's, Capella was, Clint Capella Capella's was way cheaper than those guys. Was, yeah, and teams was getting on to that. Yo, Harden's going to drive and lob it up every time. But they couldn't stop that. They but honestly, honestly, with... Day. With the no center lineup, I feel like it's better for Westbrook because he's kind of like the point center in a yeah. way where he's the one that ta- does all the paint points. So I feel like they and don't need a center. Capella's but... not in there clogging up the paint. Yeah, they, they can run a five out. I mean, but if you can get somebody who can hit a midi consistency like consistently, like Lamarcus Aldridge or something like that, feel me? That spreads the floor to a level where it's like, yo, his man can't even rotate because his mid range is so catch. But then they come down to that bag, though. You already given up mad breach with Harden, and their You're owner is very cheap. With, uh, Westbrook, their owner is very cheap. So yeah, I mean, you. Went I heard this then Tony last leg too. If it's chip or nothing, yeah, um, definitely. I, I don't know. I feel. I feel like the thing with if he don't, coach if he don't win, it's quiet. See, but you can't do that because they've been losing to the person winning the chip, and I don't feel like you know that you know that's entirely reflective on. Mike D'Antoni, because if you think about it like this, everyone lost losing to the Warriors. Yeah, Phoenix, all that. Okay, I, I kind of think it reflects stop. on D'Antoni. Phoenix was never an organization that was very winning. They were like, good in that early 2000s when he was the coach. I'll give him that. And Steve Nash was MVP. 
which even he, though he should have got deserve. that MVP. But we're not we're when, not even gonna go down that yeah, road. We're not gonna talk about that. that cause I feel I, we I already spoke about Steve Nash's MVPs on one of the podcasts. Bro, every bro. time I look at the numbers, I wanna throw up. Bro, but it's I, it, it's not even the numbers, bro. It's it's the did you know the team situation at the time? Six eight Boris DR was running center when no Amari Stoudemire, no Kurt Thomas. They had a whole bunch of injuries to their team. They still came out with I think about like sixty wins in the tough oh, Western yeah, Conference. Kwame Brown. Kwame, Kwame Brown. And he was like what the seventh seed. Kwame. Seventh seed. But they put they okay, take Russell Westbrook had a triple. He averaged a triple double. He was in two totally different there. eras. Two totally different eras. That I don't want to argue it. I don't want to argue it right now. But anyways, to end this episode off, one of the funniest lines so far, Reggie Miller was like, "Oh, oh this my is God. this is Clown. Jordan's last run." <laughs> so he was like, Clown. He was like, "I felt my team was the better team at the time." And he was like, "I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to retire MJ." Yo, and that's the way yeah, the, that's I, the episode ended. I was weak. Yo, I know as a basketball player, like you got to stick up if you stay I know, I know they be in their crib running it back in their mind like, ain't no way in hell I was beating Jordan. Come on. (laughs) Because every interview you ask, they speak about Jordan like he is Jesus Christ. Nah, when Larry Bird called him Jesus Christ in disguise, I was like, that's OD. Larry Bird was talking about. He had an outer body experience. (laughs) Larry was shook, bro. Larry was shook. He you never seen someone move. move like that on what, the basketball he gave court. Forty nine and sixty three. The next no, game. I was about to say he gave sixty three, bro. That's <laughs> oh sixty three. The game after you give him forty nine in both L's, both L's, <laughs> both L's. He was that shook. Mind you, look what Jordan is doing. He's going tween, 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 pull up, tween, 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 pull up, tween, tween, tween. I know, pull up. I know what play he talking about. He talking about right too. on the base, right, right on, on the baseline. Base, tween, 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 pull up, tween, 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 pull up. Larry said, oh, God. We <laughs> <laughs> ain't never seen anyone move like that Yo, in, his, in his era. He had an outer body experience. Larry, uh, dubbed, that, Larry that, dubbed him as the GOAT from then. Even on a dream team after that, Larry was on the, 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 the gym floor laying down. He was like, yo, Magic, why are you even going back to this place, bro? Why are you even doing this here? So, bro, just Not to be truthfully honest, bro. that was Larry Bird because he actually... He he fucked up one of the discs in his back building a house for yeah. his mother. Yeah. An NBA MVP building a house that's for country his boy, mother. Country boy, country boy, country <laughs> boy. Yo, that's that French lick Indiana, yo. I can't. Country <laughs> boy. I heard he really used to ball up in Indiana, too. Like, he was giving yo, them boys what? bucks. <laughs> yo, he was the giving them boys bucks. No backboard. No backboard. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom. That's all he Straight said. Rim. The bottom. The bottom. <laughs> <laughs> bro, imagine you imagine you shooting like that. You don't even hear the rim the same no more, bro. Yeah. yeah you get into works. a real game, it's like, what is a backboard? Yeah. yeah. All right. Nah, wow. All right. So we got one more week of the last dance. And then uh, it's a sad week, sad week. Facts. And then probably we'll get into some draft stuff depending on the news. Maybe take a break or two from mm-hmm. podcast for a week or so and then get into some draft stuff depending on how the NBA news cycle goes, if we're going to have a combine, when, etc. But I do want to do some, like, I don't, like, I guess deep dives on certain players and, like, what teams should be targeting those players 
et cetera, et cetera. Because I haven't actually paid attention to this college season that much. I was actually waiting for March Madness yeah, to like start scouting Word. these guys, but March Madness never pulled up. So now I got to go do some research on these guys now. So any, anyone got some any final thoughts before we end this? I feel uh, like, yeah. Um, yeah, I could go ahead. You got to get everybody from the next Saturday. Front right. office. Can Definitely. Not, can we not talk about... Can we not Definitely. talk about the Knicks? I've been defending right, so, them on Twitter all day. Do y'all think... I know y'all saw Jalen Rose and a couple of those other people's comments on Jordan playing in today's NBA. Y'all think he's going to average 45? Listen. He's average 65. No, I think, I think he's going to average, average like 100. He's going to average 100. Oh, listen, 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 listen. I feel like because... We, we, haven't, we haven't seen Michael Jordan play, right? But... We know it's two different eras. I just feel like we're used to a certain level of basketball. If you drop him on any team, any team, any situation right now, he's going to average. If Harden's averaging 38, bro, right now, we, we, we talking about 60 from Jordan. If we be we gotta we got we gotta talk about if Jordan learns the three point shot that quick enough because Harden has the three point shot in his arsenal. I don't I don't even think he needs a three point shot. He to be honest. His mid range is so cat. I don't even it's think like, he needs one. He's gonna need one when they layup. run him off the mid range though, because they're gonna either gonna force him to drive or take that three. Yeah, but it's a team game. If you going how you gonna run him out the mid range by running him into the into the paint? And nah, like I said, if you drop him in bodies, today's they era, throw bodies at him. Yeah, but now he's throwing throw bodies. bodies at him. Oh yeah, feel, somebody's gonna want to mill on. Yeah, I feel like he, I feel like he's averaging a calm forty. I feel like he's averaging that. I, you know what? I'll Man, give him forty-five. 40. I'll give him forty-five. Because, Something more realistic. Because, yeah, I, I, yeah. Around the forties is 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 pretty realistic, and we could do the same for like LeBron. Because you gotta know he's he was throwing up Definitely. almost thirty shots a game. Yeah, he was throwing up thirty. He was game. getting them up, and he's shooting like Harden, but he's making majority of his shots. We could put yeah. it like that. Because he takes more twos. Did I tell did I tell y'all my hot take on um Hardy? Oh, no. no, was no you didn't tell us what party. the hot take was. So basically, I'm gonna get a lot of flat for this. Oh boy. So I'm gonna just start off he had Wait, repeat that good cause... basketball resume in terms of winning. If he had like a winning resume, I would put mm-hmm. him in the same sentence or breath as Michael Jordan because I haven't seen wow. anybody like Harden. Wow. That's a hot I'm take. I'm not gonna lie. That was very hot, but I understand what you're talking about. Because there's some times where I watch James Harden and I go, "This is fake." Like, yeah, like, like, like you, somebody you don't made think this clip going in a lab in and it and goes just in. put it out on Instagram, and now I'm watching it because there's no way somebody did this on a basketball court. So I get you, but even that ooh, streak of games yeah, where hot. over thirty plus, bro, like. That's not even though he wasn't winning, that ain't easy to do, bro. And it's not a six point virtually was what got me. It was virtually just him on that team for like the last four years, five years until Westbrook got there. I mean, you had a couple of bigs, but the moment he got there, was invisible. Like, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. I mean, see, I, I forgot yeah. about CP3, but when they needed him most, he vanished. Yeah, when they and needed him most, they would have won. Too. Here we go. You gonna let them talk too. about your boy like that? <laughs> look, yeah, look, he look. is. Right now, CP fans can't say nothing because Steph, Steph in his head. He bro, real estate. Bro, bro. He all I real gotta estate. say, bro, all I gotta <laughs> say, estate. all I gotta say is Steph only got one ring. That's all I gotta say. Wow. I'm with, see, you can wow, say that. Man, Steph got zero low key. I'm gonna give it a wow. point. Look, 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 Sam, out, Sam, Sam. <laughs> like, they on. can say that. They can say that. When it's all said and done. 
we and we get that 30 for 30, tears going to drop. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna be remembering where you was at when he won that first one, my boy. <laughs> tears are gonna flow. You gonna be looking back. We gonna have bare little man's in the NBA. Yo, yo, Steph was really out here pulling up from half before anybody else, bro. Like, <laughs> nah, that's facts. That's facts. No, bro. If I had to choose one play to sum up his entirety of his career, I'm, I'm the OKC that. shot. OKC buzzer beat. Yeah, OKC oh, game. Nah, that sum, that sums up magical. everything, bro. That sums up. Yo, his that was on career. national television on, on a Saturday. Yo, bro, on a Saturday. Yo, bro, Everybody I'm looking was at Robes. I'm looking at Robes, and I'm like. Get a hand up, bro. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm gone. In, I'm gone in the three point line. No, you, you can't get mad at Roberson. I ain't getting mad at Baghdad. That man was in Baghdad. You that can't was do nothing Baghdad. about that. You can't. It was you no play. reason he hit that. It's at that all. and the Damian Lillard play. That's those are plays you have uh, to live with because there's nothing uh, else you can do. <laughs> Paul now, the George Dame has one, nightmares. The Dame one is disrespectful because <laughs> Son waved after it, yo. Like. Damian Lillard is in Paul George visions every night, bro. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The Dame Literally. one was worse because, I mean, like, when Steph hit that shot over Roberson, it was like... All right, like, Steph be hitting those. Yeah, like, he pulled up. Like, Dame... Yeah, he, Dame don't he, hit those. Bro. Nah, Dame, Dame did, like, a fadeaway. Nah, Dame, Dame don't get me wrong, Dame hit those, but... Pay respect where respect is due. The only reason he started shooting that because it was another light-skinned dude in the Western Conference <laughs> heating it up. And he was like, yo, I see what he yo, doing must have forgot what he did. Yo, must have forgot what he did to the Rockets when LaMarcus Aldridge was dropping 50 on Dwight. Because oh, I yeah. know oh, you yeah. remember we ain't forget that. that right in boy. We ain't forget that. Boy, Mitt, and said... <laughs> and it was good. That's OG. <laughs> and that, like, and that was the Rockets for too. They were sleeping on that play. Like, nobody was to be found on that play. Garden. I think it was Chandler Parsons that was supposed to be on him. It was Chandler Parsons. Dame yeah, said, bro. I seen a clip. Dame said, as soon as the ref handed his man the ball, he broke for the ball and was like, yo, 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 yo. Because he knew he only had one chance to get a shot up. You're not going to get a better shot than that either. Nah, he got that. He got that. All right, he so... Last thing, I mean, I don't think I got, to, I don't think I got to ask y'all. I think I, I got, I got to ask Frankie. What kind of, what other, um, basketball-related documentaries would you like to see after seeing this Last Dance one? Because we already know we get, we're getting a Kobe one, we know we're getting a Magic Johnson one, and we know we're getting a Dream Team documentary one. So they're giving, another, giving us another Dream Team one. Um, no, not the Dream Team. I mean the 2008 Redeem Team. My fault. Oh. I kind of want to watch that one. I kind of want to watch that the one. Eight, the O eight one, one with um, Wade and Braun and But Kobe if I had to, Mello. if I had to say, I want, I want, I want to see something with Kevin Durant in it. I want to get inside that man's head. I want to know what's going on. You like, get lost. Like <laughs> you get lost. I, I just want to see what goes on behind the scenes. Like, nah, I, think, I know I think his it's work just, ethic I think is he's, crazy. I think he's just going through the same thing that like MJ was going through back yeah, then. Yeah, he's it's bored just, at this point. He's bored. N- Jaleel, not <laughs> unmotivated. He's tired of the media. He's tired of the media. Like he's mentally exhausted from the media. I feel like that's what it is. Well, so then I again, swear. I can't even say he's unmotivated. Him and Kyrie. But I feel like him and I feel Kyrie. Like I feel like there's a the same point, way at this point. But when Kevin Durant's time is up in the NBA, I feel like it's gonna. He's gonna end his career when he doesn't have to. Like he's probably gonna have like three, four years in a tank, and he's just gonna decide to walk away. Him and Kyrie. Yeah, he said he wants to retire by like thirty-five. I think, Katie. And that's coming up soon, I think, because he's like, like 31. And it's almost selfish as a fan to be like, yo, 
I want to see do these players like, play, but like, yeah, but it's like, I mean, you want, uh, like as a fan, fan that has a love of the game, yeah. we want to see every player achieve the I most that, that they can. can, yeah, before their body like fully before, deteriorates, yeah. But like, but like MJ said, MJ said he doesn't want people to be able to carry him off the court, he wants to be able to walk off the court on his own power, yeah, so. that's a big thing, too. You don't want to be like on your like last limbs. Ligaments yeah, tearing, but with like, MJ, deep, like on D Wade rubbing knee and knee, <laughs> you can't help but think what could have been with MJ if you rewrote that story. Like, I don't know, you can't even like say this. that to a certain degree because, like, what it actually was was stupid. <laughs> what it actually was was stupid. yeah. Like, imagine being him though, living in the moment, and you don't like. I want to know what it feels like to feel all that while it's going on. Like, he probably didn't even know though, or he probably did. But like looking back, his team. Now he had to. That bro, it's the no, dream team when he, is when he should have known. When you seen that big Jordan yeah, poster, yeah, yeah, that's when that he should have known. He should have known, like yo. But at that point, he like, felt like he had. He felt he had too much of a responsibility to be a yeah, role model. He, was ready to he didn't want to be a game. role model. He didn't want to be a role model. I mean, but that like, just come. That just come with the fame, though. It does, and that's good. why he. And that's he why he wanted to get good. away from it for the for the for that time. Like, period, especially I'm with everything piling on with the death of his father and all that. It was just mm-hmm. too much all at once. So, I mean, you gotta like, remember this... that Jordan's not the type of nigga who wants to be an activist. Feel me? He's the type of nigga who is like, yo, I get that. There, as an African American, we owe a debt to our community to use our platform for something, and that's what a lot of people believe for African Americans. But Jordan's yeah. like, that's just not me. And that's not what I want to do. And I really respect him for that. Because as somebody who's non-political, that type of stuff just, it's not that it doesn't bother you. It's just that, feel me, that's not where your mind goes. Feel that's me? not I'm your place. All the other stuff, feel me? Or it's not it's, your place. Yeah. I mean, yeah, someone else's. Someone I mean, else's. Like, other people do that, feel me? And it's not that you, it's not that it's necessarily okay. Like, you should keep up with politics to a certain degree. Cause like you know you gotta make sure you know who you're putting in office, but like yeah, feel me. That's not something that some people like to do. So I understood when Jordan's like, yo, like feel me. I don't want to endorse this guy running for whatever it is. It's just not. It's just not me. I mean, it's not that I don't stand for what he stands for. It's just that's not where my mind. To Michael's point, he did endorse the guy financially. Where he did send money to support the guy, he just never came out and vocally said anything. Yeah, and people like, feel like if he vocally said that, something, that's the, the problem, voice of though. MJ, the voice of MJ would have turned those votes. Yeah, that's the problem in the, in the favor of that guy. What happened, Rigo? I said that's the problem. Though I mean, granted, mm-hmm. you can make the argument and say like, okay, yeah, as like you're Michael Jordan, you don't have to say that. But at the end of the day, I feel like you can't have statements of you saying things like, "Oh, Republicans buy sneakers too." That's in a way. That makes you look like you're abandoning your people, and at the same time, mm-hmm. no one says. But uh, granted, it was like you talking to your boys, you know, making a joke. When he came back on a documentary, he had the audacity to come back and be like, "Oh, you know, I don't regret saying it, nothing like that." And it's like, to an extent, you gotta be like, "Okay, you know, I mean it in this way," or like, you know, offer some type of retribution. Because I mean, mm-hmm. granted, at the time, what like black people were fighting for is like, you don't gotta yeah. be out there and like being an activist. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if all you got, if you know, just you saying, you know vote for this person can shift that much people to go be like, all right, yeah, let me vote for him. You should do it. And I feel like that's just a problem. That just plagues like, you know, African American people <laughs> get into like a position of power. It's like you don't got no one's acting asking you to be an activist. They're just asking you to show up and like just, you know, support your people. You know, if you gotta just say something, say something. It's like it's not gonna kill you. But I mean I get what you're saying. 
Bond. But like, think about how that comes off too. Because if it's like, like, boom, let's say he's like support X Y Z. Feel me? Now it looks like that. That's his, yeah, political stance. And now things are gonna start to be construed in a whole bunch of different ways. Because remember, this isn't a regular person having an opinion about something. This is mm-hmm. Michael Jordan having a political opinion. So mm-hmm. now they're gonna start to associate Michael Jordan with that man. If that man farts, Michael Jordan eats butt. <laughs> Stuff like yeah. that. Like, mm-hmm. so it's like I feel like I understand where he's coming from in that regard. never understand the totality I'll, I assume I'll never have a platform mm-hmm. like that I don't plan on going to the NBA anymore and being all that I'm not saying I can't but like mm-hmm. feel me 82 game season is too much work for me I, I can't <laughs> yeah I don't think my body can handle all that bro that seems like it's crazy. the mental exhaustion of just having to know yeah. like yo as soon as this game is done I'm about to get in a shower answer like 44 questions and get on a plane to go play another game of basketball and if I just got rocked tonight I gotta go be happy about it <laughs> cameraman who's about to ask me why we got rocked by 40 when the answer was <laughs> obvious one we suck and two you know my man's just let the new young star drop 50 on him just <laughs> say if i was in the a i wouldn't have no filter bro no filter it's either that or i would just have to be i would have to go up there like yo excuse me i'm not taking questions and if i nah, they would take questions me. you're gonna be mad at me like you're gonna be mad like i'm That's a larry bird that's KD. I'm gonna pull a Larry Bird. I'm gonna just look at the reporter in the eye and go. That's KD and Kyrie. Look away, bro. I, I don't I, know why. I ain't, I ain't even mad at anything <laughs> Kyrie and KD do. I mean, I know they got some like mental, some like female tendencies about. Them. I don't even know <laughs> if that's. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right word. We don't but mean like, it like that, women. Yo, to li- I, any woman that are watching, because. But, KD and Kyrie like. As a fan of the game, like these brothers be balling, bro. Balling, yeah, bro. Like, That's a fact. bro, I don't know if anybody else has seen, but YouTube has been on this. Like, I, YouTube has been trying to push, I don't know if it's on purpose, but YouTube has been trying to push Kyrie Irving in the face of millions of people. I've been watching Kyrie highlights this whole quarantine, and I'm like, there's no way that you're watching highlights of this man and you're not ready for what he's about to do to you when he's on the schedule, bro. Mm-hmm. And they, you really can't stay in front of this man. And I watch players talking about him. I watch players, like, trying to figure out how to defend him. And that's the case with all great players. Like, nice. all great players are either mostly loved or mostly hated. There's no in between. You name me yeah. one great player where it's like, ah, it's, it's almost 50-50 with this man. It's like, nah, people either hate him or love him. You got MJ, you got Braun. You got KD. I wouldn't really the only the only person I'll probably say that for. Then again, nah. Everybody loves magic. Nobody hate magic like that. Yeah, you should see you should see them people from Boston. Boy, do they hate some magic. Oh yeah, I I can understand that though. That that rivalry run deep. And aren't like half of Boston racist anyway, so Yeah. 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 Mark Wahlberg included. I figured that out the other day. Like I heard, I heard stories about him like calling like little black girls vulgar names and beating them up. I'm like, I watch your movies. Yeah, I'm like, I watch your movies, bro. I mean, he came through and apologized for it like a couple years ago, but it was new. Happen. It was new information to me. It caught me by surprise. I was like, Mark. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter the other day too. I was like, nah. Why am I now hearing about this? I'm like, yo, I really danced with this dude. I I looked at him so differently after that. 
or at this point it's like like white people just go through a racist phase and then try to apologize for it years later. <laughs> That's their puberty. <laughs> yo, Rico is wild. Yo, the CIA is gonna um, come and get you, bro. Rico, you're hot. Rico, you're yeah, hot. Yeah, Co Cointel Pro gonna be knocking at the door. Facts, they're gonna come find me, but it's like, come on, bro. Like, you don't gotta hide who you really are, bro. We know who you are, bro. Just yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna respect you, but I'll have more respect for you if you just be like, yeah, I'm racist and trying to hide it. And then I come to your house and you call me an N-word behind closed doors. Like, like come on, bro. <laughs> nah, come see, on, bro. my whole thing is, you can say the N-word if you want to. Now, what happens after that, you don't have to deal with it. Yeah. If people come knocking you at up, your door with tech nines, tech nines and automatics, then that's on you. <laughs> All right, I think this is where we wrap up today's podcast. Thank you for yeah, listening. Yeah, FBI, we was just joking around. <laughs> it ain't that serious. <laughs> we don't Yo, make sure you guys subscribe. Door. Follow <laughs> us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a comment. Give us some feedback. And check out the links in the description. And we'll catch y'all next time.